an exciting weekend of IU athletics. The men's team opens up the Big Ten with a victory, uh, an interesting one, but one nonetheless. Uh, Taiwan Mullen is coming back for football as well as some other transfers the Hoosiers found out about coming into the program on Sunday. And then the women's team opens up Big Ten play on Monday as well. We're going to cover all that and a little bit more on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, December 6th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers. Your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, reaction, everything you can think of. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Hoosiers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Hoosiers. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Full disclosure on this one, uh, I'm recording this intro kind of after the fact. I've already recorded today's episode, recorded it on Sunday evening, and then the Michael Penix news comes out of his transfer away from Bloomington. There was really no way um, that I could post an episode without at least talking about it. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to throw some reaction into the beginning, and then I'll just segue into... Um, the rest of the episode. Honestly, uh, it's not stunning that Michael Penix transferred, but it's the type of news that no matter how prepared you may be for it, it always uh, is going to rock you a little bit, um, just make you do a double take, make you do some blinks. It, it's unfortunate. It's sad, really, is the main reaction I have to this, uh, just because he's always going to be one of the biggest what-ifs in IU football history. And IU Athletics history, everybody's going to remember that 2020 season. It's one of the high points, one of the watermarks for this IU football program ever, let alone in recent history. And he was the biggest reason for that on the field. And at the same time, uh, he ends presumably ends his four years in Bloomington. He could always return, but this certainly feels like an end. He pres- presumably ends his four years in Bloomington. Each of those seasons ended early because of injury and it was a different injury each time so it's unfortunate that he Hoosier fans that he never got to experience the highs that he deserved that this program wanted him so badly to have I don't think there's ever a scenario that I could have predicted or you could have told me back in August uh, where Michael Penix is transferring by the end of the season and that's just kind of the nature of IU football. You can only laugh at times, uh, but it, it's unfortunate. It's a word I'm going to keep using just because it 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 felt like the Hoosiers were on the precipice of something coming into this season. He was never able to get back healthy and ultimately had a new injury come up that ended his season. I think I speak for all Hoosier fans when I say I wish him the absolute best moving forward. Always going to be a fan of his. Always going to cheer him on. But the writing was kind of on the wall. Donovan McCauley was always seen as a future. Uh, As IU played him this season and saw more and more of him, became 
apparent that he was going to be the future of this team, and there were just too many players in that quarterback room between McCauley, Penix, Jack Tuttle, who honestly I wouldn't be surprised to see him enter the transfer portal as well. There's too many bodies in there, uh, and somebody was going to have to go, and maybe multiple somebodies, but that it had to be Penix is unfortunate, frustrating, and just all around sad. Wish him all the best. Certainly going to have more kind of uh, thought-out reaction to this later in the week, but uh, I couldn't really let that news just slide by without uh, reacting to it and throwing it in here at the beginning of the episode. I know that was a long intro. As always, guys, you can you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us at LO underscore Hoosiers on Twitter and at Locked on Hoosiers on Instagram. Now let's throw you to the originally recorded episode. Uh, the men's team opened up Big Ten play on Saturday. It was a it was a rocky game at times. It wasn't the prettiest of wins, but a win nonetheless. 68-55, the Hoosiers get it done. For those that missed it, your little Cliff Notes version of a recap, uh, the Hoosiers started out really slow, really poor. Uh, seven turnovers, I believe two of 11 shooting. They were down 10 points about midway through the uh, first half. Mike Woodson benched all the starters. Uh, Trace played a little bit more than the rest of them, but ultimately they were all benched uh, in the first half. And the bench itself, uh, the players coming off of it, stepped up in a big way. Uh, Anthony Leal and Tamar Bates specifically, they led the comeback. They both, uh, Bates and Leal, finished a plus 14 in the first half. So that was really the story of the game as a whole was the impact of those two. Second half, Hoosier starters found their footing and put the game to bed. I think the lead got as big as 15 points on the night, uh, or I get I should say on the day. The game was at noon, and the Hoosiers cruised to a fairly comfortable win. A little bit of a, an offensive drought there in the second half made the score look get a little closer, but they iced it away late. So uh, it's a victory. It's a Big Ten win. We're never going to be sour on those, and it's a win for Mike Woodson in his Big Ten opener. Uh, but the biggest thing to me, as I mentioned, is the impact of Anthony Leon to Bar Bates. Uh, on Friday, prior to the game, uh, Mike Woodson said that he wanted to get Anthony Leal some more minutes, if possible. It's a crowded guard rotation, as is. He was presented that opportunity, probably in a way he didn't want, when the starters looked just woeful. Be interesting to see. It's a bit of a recurring trend that the starters do not play well. Uh, to come out of the gate. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any kind of change up uh, moving forward. Ultimately, the starters played well in the second half, so maybe it's more of a preparation thing than a lineup thing. But when they were pulled and benched, it was Anthony Leal and Tamar Bates that uh, made the uh, impacts to bring them back. Leal came in, immediately made a nice little entry pass to uh, TJD, uh, knocked down a three-pointer, got a steal, he had set up uh, Tamar Bates for a couple different layups. Uh, he scored one, and the other one, the ball just kind of went right through his hands. So he immediately made an impact on both ends. It's one of those situations where his final stat line only reads uh, three points, two assists, and I believe one rebound. It was a very impactful uh, night as a whole. He only played 12 minutes. Ten of those, I believe, came in the first half. So uh it was a huge half for him, but it was probably Tamar Bates' best half of his career in Bloomington that first half. 
He finishes with 13 points. 11 of those were in the first half. He hit three three-pointers, was 4-9 from the field, uh, was huge in the Hoosiers coming back. It's interesting with Tamar Bates because uh, there's times where I think a lot of that Syracuse game, he looked like a freshman. He made a couple plays when he had to play late in the game because of fouls. Uh, he had the one three-pointer, I believe, in double overtime that was wildly off. There's moments like that where he looks like a freshman, but there's moments like the first half on Saturday where uh, you can understand why he's a five-star recruit and why he's someone that was rated so highly. So uh, if he can kind of iron out the the highs and the lows and get somewhere in the middle or uh, something along those lines, then I think the Hoosiers will be set and he's going to be – you can see he's going to be a really, really impactful player before he's all done in Bloomington. Uh, Parker Stewart was the big one in the second half. When he goes on these scoring bursts, these hot shooting like streaks, basically, he's as good as anybody. He had one in the second half against Syracuse to lead off the half. He had one in the second half against Nebraska and really put that game away. Pretty quiet game from Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, he Nebraska defended him, I thought, pretty aggressively. Uh, not necessarily bringing doubles all the time, but um, making sure that his life was difficult getting the ball into the post. And I thought he did a nice job of not forcing the issue. Uh, he was still working to get openings, but uh, I think a lot of times he realized that the defense was paying so much attention to him that just by going, I don't want to say going through the motions, but just by being out there and playing hard, uh, he could open up things for his teammates. And he's a very willing teammate in that regard whatever it does to get the win uh but the second half i thought he had some loud points i guess not just in that he had some dunks where he was screaming on the way it was just uh they were important points maybe and especially late in the game to to make sure nebraska didn't get close and that it stayed a double digit game uh he had some big baskets there maybe the most impressive aspect of the night for the hoosiers was on the defensive end where Bryce McGowan's comes in star freshman averaging 18 points a game. He goes three of 14 from the field, one of five from the three point line. He ends up with eight points. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis had four blocks and all of them were on Bryce McGowan's. Uh, this team was acutely aware of how good he was and what a threat he could be. If he got going, never allowed him to get going. Even as poor as things were going offensively with all the turnovers and the poor shooting, they never allowed McGowan's to get going. And as a result, Nebraska was really only able to build a 10-point lead in that first half when potentially it could have been bigger if McGowan's was knocking down some shots. We talked on Friday that Nebraska wasn't a good three-point shooting team. They finished 5 of 22, and a lot of those makes, or at least a couple of them, I should say, were in that first half early on. Uh, so law of averages a bit there. They only shot 23 61 from the field. And as we said, they do not rebound the ball. Well, the Hoosiers won the rebounding battle, had eight offensive rebounds. Um, they only had six second chance points, but still they won the battle on the boards. One of those second chance points was race Thompson's put back dunk. That was absolutely massive. So that was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a fun win. It was nice to have a fairly comfortable win because that's the way that second half played out it didn't really feel like nebraska was going to get back into it so it was nice to relax and watch a game uh, tick away without biting your fingernails so 
big win for the Hoosiers. They'll be back in action on Wednesday in Wisconsin. Ugh. We'll talk about that later in the week. The women's team will play tonight for if you're listening to this on Monday. Uh, we'll preview that at the end toward the end of the show. First, a lot of football news, and most importantly, Taiwan Mullen is going to be back. We'll talk about his decision, what that means, and some transfers that'll be coming in to the program as well. Uh, but first, let's talk about prize picks since we're going to be talking about college football's bowl season. Uh, the bowl announcements were on Sunday. Didn't pay a ton of attention to them because I'm still sour grapes about how IU season ended. But for all of you interested in bowl games, Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the country. Uh, everyone from the Power Five programs to the stars of the mid majors. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns to interceptions thrown. All users that deposit and use promo code Locked On will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. It's really simple. You just pick two to five players, pick the over or the under on their specific prop, and win up to 10 times your entry. It's just you versus those numbers. Uh, they also allow mixed sports entries, so if there's a bowl game that you're excited about, you can mix that in with some IU basketball or something like that as well. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code locked on or go to the app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. The Hoosier football team got some good news on Saturday, almost immediately after the basketball game ended. I don't know if he did that on, pur on purpose or not, but shout out to Taiwan Mullen if he did. He announces he will be returning for his uh, senior season with the Hoosiers. Honestly, I kind of expected him to leave. I mean, I know it wasn't a great season. It was an injury-filled season, but I thought he had proven enough. I thought he'd be uh, a mid-middle of the or a mid-round NFL draft pick, but he wanted more, and it is exciting. He announced on social media. Uh, here's what he said. Uh, I'd like to begin with thanking the man above for everything, because without him, I wouldn't be who I am today. Also blessing me with the opportunity to earn my degree and play the great game called football at Indiana University. I've been presented with the opportunity to declare for the NFL draft. However, after long talks with my mom, family and friends and coaches, I've decided to return for my last year of eligibility at Indiana University. Season didn't go as we didn't go how we wanted it to go, but my work at Indiana is not done. The future is bright for the 2022 Indiana Hoosiers. Excited for what's in store. I am excited for what's in store. I was honestly shocked, as I said. I'd kind of, in my head, written it off that he was going to be gone and in the NFL next season. I don't think I have to talk about how massive it is to get him to come back. He was an All-American coming into the season, and while he was hot and cold through the first two games. I think that Western Kentucky game, he was the best defensive player on the field for the Hoosiers. I thought, but that was also the game he got hurt and he never got healthy limited to very few snaps the rest of the way where he very clearly was not a hundred percent. So that he would come back and give it one more go. Uh, incredibly exciting. 
speaks to how committed the these players remain to the program and to Tom Allen. And it's he's going to be a leader on that defense. It also sets a bit of a tone for the defense. We'll see how the rest of the team plays out. I, I'm not entirely sure who has eligibility on that end with the COVID year and red shirts and everything. Uh, it feels like just about everybody could be eligible if they wanted it. Uh, so we'll see who leaves, who goes, how that all plays out. But to get Micah McFadden back, or excuse me, it'd be nice to get Micah McFadden back. To get Taiwan Mullen back uh, is a huge, huge win for the Hoosiers. Indiana also had a couple wins in the transfer portal. Uh, a pair of Ole Miss defensive linemen, Ladarius Cox and Patrick Lewis Jr., both simultaneously committed to Indiana uh, through the transfer portal on Sunday afternoon. Um, both have three years of eligibility left. Cox was recruited by IU as a defensive lineman, played there as a, a bit at Ole Miss, and then was practicing or switched to the offensive line this past season. It's not certain what position he'll play. I would think that if they recruited him as a defensive lineman, they view him as a defensive lineman, so a big depth addition there. And then uh, Lucas uh, was someone who tore his Achilles in 2019, so he's missed a significant amount of time. But again, both have three years of eligibility. Exciting to see uh, some depth to that defensive line. The defensive line started out strong at the beginning of the year and really faded. Ryder Anderson was one of the best players on the team through the first almost half of the schedule. I would include that Cincinnati game, definitely. Uh, and there were still moments throughout where he he popped off the screen and made some big plays. But again, that defensive line really lacked some consistency. And uh, to get some more depth, potentially, with Cox and Lucas is big. We'll see, again, which who comes back, who may leave. Uh, from IU's defensive line this offseason, but big to get both of those guys. Another transfer in, Bradley Jennings Jr., a linebacker from Miami. Started 11 games for Miami last season, not this season that just happened, last season. Uh, but this season he was passed in the depth chart by second-year freshman and actually a walk-on as well, but just kind of fell out of favor there. So he transferred, comes to the Hoosiers. Again, Micah McFadden and Cam Jones, I believe both will be gone this uh, offseason. So, again, there's there's plenty of minutes to be had, minutes up in the air there. So he'll come in and certainly compete for those minutes. Nobody's ever going to fill those shoes of those two right away, especially McFadden, um, if they're both gone. So, um Jennings will come in and again, it's just depth. We saw what can happen because of injuries uh, this season and just building up that depth, whether it's through the recruiting trail, whether it's through the transfer portal is absolutely massive. Uh, some transfer news away from Indiana. We mentioned last week, Cameron Buckley was leaving the program. Uh, he committed to Jackson state with Deion Sanders. So, uh, happy for him. Hope he lands on his feet and is able to excel there. Uh, exciting to see what Deion Sanders has done down there. Will be interesting to see how much longer he stays there. Maybe that's something he views as many, many years dedicated to it. Maybe it's to him just kind of a, a stepping stool to 
a D1 program. We'll see, though. But uh, best of luck to Cameron Buckley. I'm sure you guys saw the college football playoff. Uh, top four was basically what I expected. Got a little interesting there, that Alabama-Georgia game. If Georgia got really, really blown out, seeing if it was possible that they fall out of the top four. But uh, I didn't really envision a scenario where both of those teams didn't make it. Uh, I thought Michigan would win the Big Ten game or title game. I watched it. Uh, I should say I had it on. I watched the first half and the beginning of the second half, and it became very evident that Michigan was just going to blow the doors off of them. Uh, I really stopped paying attention. Uh, I did. I thought Michigan was a better team. I didn't think they were that much better, but hats off to them. It, <laughs> the last vestiges of how good I use or how tough I use schedule was is that they have played half the teams in the college football playoffs. So uh, if if that's any anything to go off of, Michigan I think beat them more badly. So we'll see. I'm honestly rooting for Cincinnati out of the group just because they're the underdog and. Uh, that's a fun team and, uh, it's a lot better to brag about the fact that we absolutely were dominating Cincinnati through one half if they win the national title game. So that'll be fun to watch rooting for Cincinnati, rooting for chaos. Most importantly, let's talk some women's basketball as they kick off the big 10 tonight as well. They will host Penn state. Before we jump into that, though, let's jump into Bet Online. They remain your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated uh, desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus, whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, even down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online has you guys covered this season. Bet Online's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Another uh, longtime sponsor for us is Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better, uh, even better than a candy bar, I should say. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich and decadent flavor, covered in chocolate but amazingly low in calorie, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Because it's a season of peace and love, don't bring your favorite Built Bar flavor at your family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavors. We have a locked-on college group DM, and I let everybody know that cookies and cream was my favorite. Boy, oh boy, am I am I a lone soldier on that one because I was immediately told how bad cookies and cream was. So uh, they're gonna they'll fight you over it, and things could really get out of hand. Uh, if you're friends with Santa, tell him to throw a few built bars in those stockings with so many flavors they'd make everyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com the hoosier women's team will kick off big 10 play tonight before we jump into that thanks again guys for making locked on hoosiers your first listen every day uh once we're done previewing this big 10 opener make sure your second listen is over at locked on nittany lions though i'm not sure how much that they're going to talk about women's basketball right now uh they have 
a couple other they have a football team that's actually good basically so i'm sure that they're also discussing that today but head on over there give those guys a listen tonight's game five and two indiana versus penn state at four and four uh they play at 6 p.m in assembly hall on the big 10 network uh, Penn State comes into this game one and four in their last five. They open up the season going three and zero, including including scoring 120 points on Delaware State in that third game, and have since uh, seen an uptick in competition and have gone one and four. They're 500 on the season. They have one of the best players in the Big Ten though. McKenna Marissa is averaging 21.4 points per game second leading score in the Big Ten, as is kind of often the case with these uh, kind of rivalry stats. When you look all time, it's a lot like football. Penn State leads the series 33-17. to In recent years, though, IU has most certainly uh, been the better team. They've won the last four games. They've won eight of the last nine. The last time Penn State beat Bloomington, or BIU in Bloomington was in on February 13th of 2014. So it has been uh, almost eight years since IU lost to Penn State in Bloomington. Uh, it's going to be an interesting contest tonight. A couple things I will be watching for just to see Grace Berger and Allie Patberg get back on track. That was a rough game. I should add Nicole Cardano Hillary as well. That was a rough game for all three of them against NC State. Uh, They didn't really pick up the slack, to be honest. Mackenzie Holmes was really good, but she needed help, especially against an elite team like that. And those three struggled mightily. So just to see those three get back on track, knock down some shots, get back into the flow, just see the ball go through the hoop, it's a big thing I'll be watching. And just in general, uh, offense outside of McKenzie Holmes. Holmes, again, was the best player versus NC State in a game with uh, two of the best programs in the nation. I thought she was the best player on the night, uh, but NC State had about the next five, six, seven players after that. So Holmes really needs, uh, and the Hoosiers just in general, really need everyone else to step up, contribute, and just get some offense outside of her in the post, knock down some threes, uh, get Berger, Pat Berg, Hillary, Cardano Hillary all scoring. It's going to be a big thing for these Hoosiers. Really, perhaps the biggest thing is just setting the tone for what this Big Ten season is going to be. Them and Maryland are going to be the favorites this season. Maryland's down a little bit. They're injured right now, though, a little bit of a depleted Maryland team, but Maryland and IU are going to be the two favorites for this Big Ten season. So I think it's important to come out and really set a tone for what uh, this season, this conference season is going to be. Uh, You don't want to come out first game and struggle, have to rally, have a slow start like they've done a handful of times, and then have to rally in the second half. Come out, pedal to the metal, blow the doors off of them early, and cruise to a win, really set the tone that, We're going to dominate teams in the conference this year. We're here to compete. So it's going to be a big thing I'm watching. I will be tuning into that game tonight. We'll talk about it in tomorrow's episode as well as start to look ahead to 
an unfortunate trip to the Coal Center uh, where IU is super-duper cursed. Might have Jared on tomorrow. If not, we'll have him on Wednesday uh, to talk about the game. It'll be be an interesting one, but both the men's and women's teams are right entering Big Ten play. Exciting times for both teams. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. It's been exciting times this basketball season. Can't thank you guys enough. As I said, we'll be back tomorrow to recap the women's game, preview the men's game. Now, for your second listen today, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your betting needs. Hosted by your boy Q and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Uh, Appreciate all the love, the comments, the feedback, the follows on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to go uh, follow us over there. Uh, Follow us, um, like I said, on Twitter. We live tweet the games. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Rate and review. All that stuff helps us out a ton. Appreciate all the love you guys have given us. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Monday and LEO.